Hello, hot messes. Andrea Allen here. So fucking excited to talk to you. Before we start the episode, I have a few promo things I want to go through with you. Bear with me. Stay with me. Comedy. Firstly, I have been seeing all your comments on my social media about my upcoming EP, Gonzo. People are pre-ordering. People are writing nice comments. I fucking love it. It's so cool. Thank you so much. And please, it's July 3rd today. Pre-order my EP because it comes out tomorrow. And when the EP drops on streaming platforms, I chart through the roof because I have all these pre-orders. And it makes me look cool as fuck. Who's number one in comedy? Andrea Allen says Andrea Allen's fans. Oh, it would fucking rock. So if you're planning on getting it, please pre-order it today or order it when it comes out. I mean, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. It'd be cool. It'd be cool. But also it'd be cool that you would buy anything that I would put out because no one gives a shit about anything these days. So anything you do would be awesome. You can get the comedy EP, which is four tracks from the hour I recorded last year at tiny.cc slash gonzo. Gonzo's in all caps. That's G-O-N-Z-O. So that is T-I-N-Y, tiny, dot, C-C, slash, gonzo. You can also, if you don't want to type that in, go to my social media, Andrea underscore Allen 88 on Instagram, Andrea Comedy on Twitter. Click the links. They're in there. Go get, like some of my thirst traps and then go buy my EP. Make my fucking life. You know what I'm saying? Now, there is also going to be available a full video of that recording. So I did an hour of stand-up. This EP that's available on streaming platforms is four of my favorite tracks. If you want the whole goddamn shebang, go to katg.com slash Andrea. That is the Keith and the Girl store. You can buy my full video and you can buy the full audio from that hour recording, except for one track, which was redacted. If you were a Patreon subscriber, you would know about that and you would have access to that track now. Are you a Patreon subscriber? Have you thought about it? Go check out Patreon too. Consume our content, baby, because you love it. So, Gonzo, pre-order it if you want to. If you want the full shebang on July 4th when the album comes out, you can get it at ktg.com slash Andrea. All the links for everything will be on my social media. So if you want to go there, that is awesome. I also want to talk to you guys about one of our favorite sponsors. We love this service. I'm talking to you about BetterHelp. Yes, Hot Mess Comedy Hour endorses mental health counseling so hard. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? If so, BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are specialized in issues such as depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, and so much more. I mean, what an incredible scope of things that they are able to deal with. Sleeping is one that I have a huge problem with, and I've been going to them. It's been really, really wonderful. And it's very well suited for a modern lifestyle. We do everything on our phones now. This is access to professional counselors on your phone. You can connect with them in a safe and private online environment. Anything you share is confidential. You can get help at your own time and at your own pace. How hard is it to find 
a therapist, go there, get on the subway, you get there, it's do they take my insurance, blah, blah, blah. It's a whole thing. This is so much easier for a modern busy person. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your therapist. And if you're not happy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time with no additional charge. That's huge. That's such a great thing to have access to. And best of all, it's a truly affordable option for you. Hot Mess Comedy Hour listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code HOTMESS. So go to betterhelp.com slash hotmess. Put that discount code in there, hot mess, you're getting 10% off. Using hot mess as a code to get therapy, that makes my heart sing. We're out here chiming about mental health and then you're going, you're getting help, you're using our code. We're growing together. I love it. Uh, And it's always hard to get started with these counselor type things, therapy, it's intimidating, but there's, it's really easy in the way that it's set up. There's over 4,000 US licensed therapists across all 50 states. It's also available worldwide. There's four communication modes, text, chat, phone, and video, and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. And you can choose from different pricing plans. This is really cool. There's the all-included plan, which is one weekly scheduled live session and unlimited messaging. Or you can do messaging-only plans, and then you can add scheduled video or phone sessions on a cost-per-session basis. So say you just want to message at first, and then something pertinent comes up, you can add that phone session when you need it. It's secure, it's convenient, it's professional, it's affordable. There's also financial aid available. I mean, come on. What are you waiting for? Betterhelp.com slash hot mess. Use that code hot mess. Get 10% off. Live your life. And with all that said, my sweet hot mess listeners, please enjoy this episode with Sherm Jacobs. Western Bay and it serves a hundred ships a day. Lonely sailors pass the time away and talk about their homes. And there's a girl in this harbor town and she works laying whiskey down. They say brandy, fetch another round. She serves them whiskey and wine. The sailors say brandy. You're a fine girl, what a good wife you would be. Such a fine girl, could steal a sailor from the sea. Brandy wears a braided. I know we agreed to stop there, but it's just so so good. That was in the style of Brandy. You're a fine girl. Hello, Army of Cunts. Hello, Army of Cunts. Welcome to the Hot Mess Comedy Hour. My name is Emily. And my name is I stumbled over that kind of. Because you're so excited about I'm just, I'm so jazzed. Brandy being a fine girl. I would call Brandy my wife. So would I. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. And I would call this guest my wife. Welcome to the show. You're welcome. Sherm Jacobs. Hello, my husband. A.K.A. Thank you for taking my hand in marriage. Um, Sherm Jacobs, A.K.A. Jake Fromm. Sherm Jacobs is his stage name, and that is how he likes to be identified. But I will call him. What's the origin story? Um, Well, 
there's a football player named Jake Fromm mm-hmm. who uh, he plays for the University of Georgia. He had like an insane freshman year, got pretty famous, uh, as famous as like a college football player can be. Um, and like even when you search Jake Fromm comedy, it was mostly like him and um, <laughs> doing comedy. Yeah, no, he's a really Just charming guy. You yeah. like it's your set tape, and then all of a sudden he comes in like I'm gonna take the mic for you. For a yeah, what, yeah, it would be so great if he just followed Jake around. And would just like interrupt his set. <laughs> yeah, just be a huge bully about it. And do a touchdown at the end. Yeah, like you're already the best freshman quarterback in the country. You also have to come to this open mic. God damn it. Uh, but so I, I wanted to change my name. Um, and I ran a show with Anya Volts called Comedy by Proxy. Mm-hmm. It was sort of like a weird experimental variety comedy show. And we would always do these fun opening bits. And so we figured for one of the shows we could let the audience vote on a new name for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like this. Yeah. interactive. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Was it multiple choice? Yeah. Basically, so Sherm Jacobs comes from when I, when I had just started comedy. My grandfather was like, do you use a stage name? I was like, no. <laughs> That's such a classic grandfather question. Yeah. He was like, because, you know, he like a lot of the like old Catskill comedians. Yeah, whatever, that's had exactly stage what names. I thought this was reminiscent of. Yeah. yeah. And so, and I was like a few months into comedy. He's like, do you use his stage name? I was like, Jimmy no. the Whip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he was like, no, you should use a stage name. You should go by Sherm Jacobs. <laughs> oh, so he came up he with He came that. up with Sherm Jacobs. My middle name is Sherman. Oh. Uh, so my name is Jacob Sherman from. And so he was like, you should use a stage name. You should go by Sherm Jacobs. So I that's gave, actually cute. Yeah. Like yeah. now that I know the story, I think it's less weird. Yeah, you shouldn't if, if, have to give such an explanation right. for your name. <laughs> you know, like there is a good story behind it, but no one has the patience. My grandpa gave it to me. Yeah, it's sweet. I like to say um, my grandfather suggested that name before he died. Ah, uh, and he is alive. Make them he feel guilty yeah, yeah, yeah. about your dead grandpa. Yeah, yeah. Who isn't dead? Um, nice move. Thank you. He's dead now. But yeah, I think our you no, he's not. His well, name. well, I'll, we hopefully both not. technically don't know. So. We schwitz yesterday <laughs> together. What is that? Um, Jewish sweating. It's sweating. <laughs> yeah, don't pretend like you don't know. I, uh, you know, I am not the Jewish side of this podcast. We can't talk about Jewish people again on this podcast. Ironically, in Andrea Schwitz is more than anybody because... in this room. Well, she is just a schwitzy person. <laughs> She's a very schwitzy person. I walked into this room this morning and it was a refrigerator in here. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. always hot. It's not even summer yet. I feel culturally Jewish, I will say that. I will say- You're not? No, I am not Jewish. She's not. You thought oh, she was Jewish? I know. Yeah. Shocking, right? Yeah, I really did. Because <laughs> I, I hang out with almost exclusively Jewish people. I love it. I love the culture. You love making Jew jokes. I, I think that's, that's why my... people think that you're Jewish. Sure. You make Jew yeah. jokes so unabashedly in a way that only a Jew could and then pass it off like it's an okay thing to do. You showed me your circumcised penis yeah, before I know. we started recording. <laughs> I know. I'm 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 trying to convert. I will say um I I recently <laughs> um determined that one th- my most Jewish quality is that I really I'm really stingy about the AC. I know. I, like I cannot stand the wasting of the energy. I'm out here fucking dying. I have at least a 10 10 you know degree higher resting body temperature than you and i, I would s- say that's fair sit in your fucking well, dad house. ass is like a space heater thank you very much and i sit in your fucking house and you were like let me run it on medium with the fan for three minutes while you cry and then we'll just get under the covers and die together I mean, people traveled the deserts you know my people 
<laughs> you're, yeah, clearly, you're people. I, I don't think you get to say that. She does not Jewish. She doesn't. You're not. <laughs> Alan is also like a reasonably Jewish. Is last, it? Well, it could be. No, I mean, as like a first name. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I know a lot of, I think I just know Jewish Alan men names. Alan Rabinowitz. Yeah. I'm actually taking a stage name that is uh, Lachaim Rabinowitz. And Andrea Steinstern. She, you do a good chuch. Thank you. Well, that's because she, that's because her boss's name is Hemda and she needs to address mm. her every day. Yes. I'm shocked true. that Hemda isn't offended by the, uh, by the constant bra the con- yeah. of, of Jewish jokes. You know, yeah, but the Jews. It's from a place of claw. I, <laughs> no, I, now I'm offended. The Jews, now I'm offended. The Jews as a people, um, are self-deprecating. So I think. Yeah. yeah I've that's always why. enjoyed Jewish, uh writing jokes you know what i we're not doing this yeah again I, there's too much me weirdly defending my love of judaism we're gonna have to edit out the first 20 yeah, minutes of, uh, <laughs> i took a class in college called jewish comic fiction yeah where we read like humor writing by jews mm-hmm. and it was the first t- semester that that class had been uh taught and at the end of the semester our professor asked us like what we thought about the curriculum and all the women were just like how many books about men who want to fuck their mothers do we have to read? <laughs> <laughs> well, I took a I took a course on uh, Jewish um, literature and film, and I was like, the reason why Jewish people are so funny is because they fucking struggled so hard. That's the immediate. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know. What of you course, mean. I, I'm gonna let's let's derail this topic. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh, <laughs> let's take this uh, let's take train this car off. You want to know? Okay. Back. Yeah. There we go. You want right. to know why the Jews are funny? Because <laughs> they've suffered the Holocaust. Number one. The what? The Holocaust. Number two. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> that. That's incredible. <laughs> like a Jew so and all Jewish comedy festival called the, the Holocaust. Thank Are you. Are you kidding? I'm here for you. That's I'm championing incredible. you guys. I'm behind you. Okay. You know what? I'm not behind traitors. And we need to talk about a traitor <laughs> from my pet a Jewish person. Um, <laughs> uh, not related. Just so you know, <laughs> yes. we're the segue queens over here on this show. Yeah. Uh-huh. We're the best at segways. Yeah, yeah that was very smooth. Yeah. From <laughs> Jews to traders. Perfect. Love that transition. Love it. This whole thing. Sweet transition. Is uh, just ripe with sound clips. Okay, so I had a friend. All right. In my early 20s, I used to hang out with a bunch of musician Brooklyn douchebags. And they were shocking that you would do that. I know. It's crazy. It's so off brand for I you know. to be into people like Into that. fucking posers mm-hmm. uh, in, you know, Williamsburg at the time, which was the Bushwick of the day. All like very pompous and, um, you know, very, very uh, believing they're so fucking deep. I don't know. Yeah, they were, but they were my best friends. I met them in college and um, I would hang out with like four different dudes from a band. Uh, I had sex with all of them, obviously, uh, except for one, this one guy who was my best friend um, and his name was Mike Dooley. Um, he also goes by Mike Landy as a stage name, uh, similar to you. Hell yeah. Shout uh, out Mike Landy. Shout out Mike Landy of Happy Lives. So, these See, dudes, that's a stage name that I like. Mike Landy? Landy. I just think that's kind of cute. Landy's and, is and dead. And it hurts that you said it like that, like sure. in opposition. That's a stage name that's not stupid. <laughs> ah, not that there we go. I, any other stage name is stupid mm-hmm. that has been mentioned earlier, but that one is sure. just specifically not. No, I don't like your stage name. <laughs> I like the story behind it. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it's fair. It, it's in everyone's defense, Sherm is not a name. Uh-huh. 
Right. So it's confusing. That, yeah. I think that's what it is. It's not that I don't like it. It's that I'm confused by it. Right. Anyway, yeah. you can continue it before okay. I dig a deeper hole. That's okay. It's not that I don't like you. It's just you're just not my favorite. <laughs> you just don't get it. Person, I'm just like very turned off by you and everything that you represent. Um, but you're, you're great. And that's um, fair. So, okay. So this guy, I mean, Emily, you met me right at the kind of a fork in the road where I was being kicked out of this friend group so to speak so funny because i like you've told me this story before and i hadn't quite put the timeline together i thought it was years before i thought it was like two years before i met maybe maybe it was maybe you were still like bouncing back sure like mystical exactly do you you know that song no but i like it okay so So i keep bumping me against the wall let's stay on track okay (laughs) let's stay on track so these people were i'll say like there was a lot of drama between all of us. We ended up all living together in an apartment of like five people. And this guy was banging one of my roommates. And there was like a lot of things that went down where it was not cool. But he was cheating on her. And the girl that he was cheating on her with came to one of his shows. And the roommate, who I had not been close friends with really, I actually didn't really like her, but whatever, Um was like this chicks at the show it's so disrespectful so i went after my friend being like hey dude that's fucking fucked up like you can't just like cheat on her and have the other girl there and we got in this huge screaming match and he was like you don't tell me what to do and i was like you don't fucking tell me what to do and like it was bad Mm -hmm. and then and peak drunk years right peak drunk years so like i will say about myself during this time period not my finest five years of being a human being but if if there's a person who at age 22 was in their finest years that's sad yeah absolutely I agree with that but these people like he acted like he was my friend and I think he used me for a lot of shit and and then once it turned the corner like I defended this girl and then that was like against his vested interests of like he didn't like to be called out on his shit and he's a very antagonistic person now he's like cut to now he's like I, I think he's like in his mid thirties and he like fucks nineteen year olds or some shit something like oh. gross. So he's like I, a good he's a good person. He's now. a good guy. Yeah, cool. he's a good guy. Um, but we were like best friends and he just ditched me like truly ditched me. He would hang out in my apartment and fuck this girl and not talk to me. He would walk through my own apartment and ignore me. It was so fucking rude. The, this whole group of people was so cruel to me. Like they would they would be like there was a whole sexual assault thing that happened with me and they all like blamed me like it was a very very fucked up period of time in my life and they really treated me poorly and it ended on bad terms I moved out of this apartment basically like broke the lease was like bye fuck you guys well didn't they all like sit you down and basically tell you you weren't their friend anymore yeah yeah like it was the most adult bullying i'd ever experienced and they would all like hang out these are people who all met through me and they would hang out in my apartment that's so frustrating without me and just be like fuck you um sorry how did that conversation go um when they sat you down and kicked you out they didn't kick me out they were just like they were like you're a dick and i was like fair and and but like you guys are too i am a dick yeah um but not. But they were two. They were two. That's the thing. Sure. Like, but but like, if everybody agrees that you're the dick, then like you have to be like, okay. I well, guess what am I'm I supposed to dick? do? Well, yeah. The thing was, they were like, you're always. It was a lot about my drinking, 
And so it was like, you are, you're, you're breaking into the apartment because you lost your keys. True. Also impressive. My God. I broke into the apartment like six times. Um, You were also bringing a lot of guys. Yes. And they were like, you're bringing strange dudes home. And I'm like, I get that, but also fuck off. Um, you know, I don't respond well to criticism. Um, but I, I was like, okay, you're right. And I was like, I think I have a drinking problem. Um, and they were like, you said that? Yes. During this meeting. And they were like, okay, whatever. Fuck you. You're still an asshole. And I was like, okay, well, that's not the fairest. There was also like an incident where I went home with a dude and he was plying both me and my friend who was a roommate with booze. And I was so fucking drunk and him and I hooked up, but it was not, it was like a scary, like it was, it was Did a, you black out? I blacked out. I woke up with like a bunch of bruises all over my body. He oh. took pictures of me like on my bed that I didn't know about. Send them to me. Like it was really bad and horrifying. And and like I was like that wasn't a rape in the traditional sense of the word, but it wasn't a good fun time, sexy time. So, I was talking to I a, would say if you're blacked out, you can't consent. Absolutely, but like, you know, it's it's not I did bring him back to the apartment. I'm not trying to be like I deserved it. I'm trying no, to I like know. explain the situation. Yeah. Okay, so that happened. So that happened and I was with a member of this apartment when that happened. And then I was talking to one of these guys from this group that I hung out with and I was like, "Hey, this thing happened." And he was like, "Yeah, he was like, "Yeah, aren't you like upset that your friend didn't stop it, the female friend that I was with?" And I was like, "Well, she was like drunk too and like when whose place is it as like another adult when these two seem to be consenting to like be like no you two can't fuck yeah and you're also drunk absolutely and so I was like to be honest it would have been awesome if she did stop it just so then I wouldn't have been like this wouldn't have happened to me but I'm not mad at her by any at all I don't blame her it's not her responsibility so then one of these guys then told her that I was mad at her for like letting me get raped. Let me repeat that sentence. I was mad at her for letting me get raped. Do you know what I'm going to say about this? It's it's like it, if somebody asks you a pointed question about like, are you upset that this and this and this? And then you say like, yeah, I mean, like, I am upset about that. That's not the same as you talking shit. Well, yeah. And this is, like, this is a very young thing. I mean, this happened to me when I was in high school. I, I was a victim of a three-way call attack. Motherfucker. Which is, like, so uh, straight out of Mean Girls, or is that the movie where they do the three-way yes. call attack? Yeah. yeah. But, like, it's, like, if you're going, if you're asking the witness, mm-hmm. did you see X, Y, Z, and was this fucked up? And you say yes. That's yeah. not the same as you, like, telling somebody else that, also, that you have a problem with somebody. I also didn't say I was mad at her. I was like, I wish that she had stopped it so that it wouldn't have happened, which is like, it's not like it's her responsibility. Or I was, fault. I was very, very clear always that, like, I am an out-of-control individual, and I know that. I was near the end of, like, my delusion in terms of my drinking being a problem. The, the the walls were coming down pretty hard. So then they, like, sat me down, and they had this whole discussion where it was like, you're a fucking asshole. And then she was like, and I'm mad at you. I'm furious at you for blaming me for this. And I'm like, number one, I didn't blame you for this. Also, bitch, are you out of your fucking mind? You're mad. You're mad. You're mad. 
what 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 are you mad about? What are you mad about Th- that I blamed you for what? Oh, a rape? I, but you're not concerned that your friend is all fucked up and going through. This is a thing. It's like, of course, the things that they were calling me on were accurate. But it was also like, this is a person who's having a really fucking hard time and you have no problem like tearing them the fuck down. No, I mean, it's slut shaming. Yeah. Because, because she already had, they already had a problem with you bringing people back to the apartment, which I will admit, like, I don't know what frequency you were sure, bringing people back to the apartment. neither do I. I was blacked out right. most of the time. But if I had a roommate who was bringing a different person back to the apartment every night, it, it was, wasn't like it that. It would start to, it wasn't like it that. It wasn't like that. No, but it was. Was it more than one a week? maybe one week okay see to me that's not that crazy but whatever i'm also you know kind of kind of slutty but But people also like build uh cases against someone and then anything that they do just confirms that bias that they already have so like if the story is oh andrea's like a mess she's always bringing guys home then like you bring a guy home a month and it's like see that's the guy yeah yeah totally And And, and then like with this story on top of it they're like, oh, well, she's blaming me, but really, like, she has risky behavior that she needs to right. address. It's her fault, but not mine. But that's fucked up, though. Like, you don't blame the person who has risky behavior. Like, there's so many horrible things that happened to me when I was a drunk person that shouldn't have happened, but because I was drunk, I thought they were my fault. Whatever. It's been, like, years that I've moved past a lot of this yeah. shit. But, like, these people did not. I was a problem, but they were also, like, self-centered assholes. <clears throat> And this one particular guy had been my best friend since I moved to New York. Like, he was one of my first friends. We lived together. We were truly, like, he, he broke my heart in Mike terms. Mike Dooley Landy. Mike Dooley Landy broke my heart in terms of, like, I thought you were my best friend. We hung out for years. I helped you through so much shit. The minute that you, like, started fucking some hot chick that was more fun for you and I became, like, too much for you to deal with and, like, it would be more work for you to like be my friend than not, then you ditched me. Like he, he would, he was really fucked up towards me. Very cruel, very. And like he, he started when I met him, we were both in college and he was this nerdy guy. Like, this is the thing. I was this fucking Canadian weirdo that didn't have any friends. He was this nerdy guy that hung out with all these cool dudes. And he, we were like thick as thieves. We would hang out at parties when like everyone was, you know, being fucking cool and like he he then continued to develop into this like douchebag character by the end of it and I was like who are you like what he told me not to dance too much at his shows because <laughs> the other hipsters would be like would feel not cool like yeah, I, I was I didn't gonna wanna, say that's the most Brooklyn thing I've I don't ever want heard. you to like be too excited enthusiastic it's like infuriating yeah yeah this is like the let this person but it's like you know when you have such love for like the original friendship and like someone just keeps getting worse and worse and you keep being like well they're not really like that and then at a certain point you're like no they are like that this is just their final form right now and you are heartbroken because you miss the original friendship Right, right and so you're like making excuses for this person we did not we we did not speak by the end of our relationship we were not on speaking terms so you haven't spoke to him in how many years? Five years, maybe more. And like, as much as you think I'm an asshole, Jake, I do keep friendship. Uh, almost all of like areas of my life, I've kept friendships 
alive. It's very. Oh, yeah. Andrea uh, is very loyal. It's yeah. Very- and for the record, I <laughs> happen to know that you're a very sweet person. It's just <laughs> yeah. off brand. I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, I'm fucking with you. But it's an, it's very unusual for me to like cut someone off completely. You got to do you got to fuck up a lot for mm-hmm. me to do that. So I wake up uh, the other morning and I get a text. Hey, Andrea, this is Mike Dooley. I was just stalking your comedy and giggling, and I wanted to say hi, exclamation point. Hope you're well, and hope you don't mind me reaching out. Smiley face. I have to go. Are you fucking kidding me? I can't be here. Are you fucking kidding me? (sighs) All right, first of all. You're giggling. 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 Fucking tool bag. I hate that so much. Isn't that so weird and gross? I am a little relieved also because for a minute there I was like, what, why are we, like, what, what are, <laughs> we, are we talking about? Why, why are we, we talking about Why this? are we going into Andrea's rape? I was, I was a little, guy. yeah, I was a little, because uh, that was like a deliberate transition into this story. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You, you trust that there's a master plan. Yeah. yeah trust holy, the process. No, and I do. And yeah. I do. <laughs> you guys are masters. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Did you respond? No. Are you going to? I don't know. I've been I have been sitting on this for days. This is like th- when I got it, I smiled because I was like, "Oh, motherfucker!" Oh, it is <laughs> my favorite thing ever when people from your past get back in touch with you because they know they fucked up. Oh, it's the best. I mean, this isn't exactly the same, but I got a message not too long ago from this girl that I went to college with. Um. Not to make this about me, but just like a Reader's Digest version of the story. Mm -hmm. My freshman year, like one of the first weeks of my freshman year, I go out to the quad and there are these people playing Frisbee. And they ask me if I want to play Frisbee with them. Mm -hmm. So I'm playing Frisbee with them and they're like, oh, hey, like, do you want to join our club? Like, we do things like this. Like, we hang out together and have, like, Oh, my like, God, whole- was it a prank? We have, like, wholesome fun. Yeah. So I, I'm i like, sure. So I go to their meeting, and it turns out that it's a Bible study. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, it's called the Disciple Makers Christian Fellowship. Oh, yeah. Okay? And I'm so, like, I'm half so embarrassed that I didn't realize what it was in the beginning, and I'm also, like, so desperate for friends at this point, to yeah, be honest. That was me in New York. That I continued yeah. going to the Bible study oh, and I would no. go to church with them. No. They had yeah. no idea, no idea that I was half Jewish. Mm-hmm. This girl. That you were a sherm. This, that An I was a sherm. sherm. I was a sherm.0. Mm-hmm. So the president. New show on Comedy Central. <laughs> this girl named Sarah, the, who was the president of the Disciple Makers. Yeah. Comes to my room. Makers. Just comes to my room uh, randomly one day because I had started um, kind of dating this guy who was not religious and was was Jewish but not religious. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned it to her. Mm-hmm. She comes to my room with a Bible in hand. Yeah. And she opens it up to a passage that's like, believers should not be with non-believers. Oh, Corinthians shit. 375. Like something so... She had that Vile. shit earmarked for you. I, completely. And so she's reading it to me and she's like, I just thought that you should know this before you like take it any further with this guy. And I was like, well, um, first of all, my parents are different religions. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, second of all, you need to leave my fucking room right now. Yeah. 
She didn't talk to her for probably eight years, mm-hmm. seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. She just wrote to me like last month saying, so I'm so giggling. sorry if I bubble, it, whoa, bubble, bullied you uh-huh. in college and like the disciple makers was really fucked up. And <laughs> I had to like disaffiliate from the disciple makers because it was so like seedy and weird. Yeah, because it was like an undercover anti-Semitic Because it's group. literally called disciple makers. What were you made? Who calls themselves a disciple were in you, our modern society? Were you made into a disciple during your time Almost. There? I went to a Christian rock concert. Oh, Emily. Oh, that's no. so sad. Mm-hmm. I yeah. made a t-shirt. You've, yeah. You've done a lot made of sad a t-shirt. things. <laughs> yeah, because I thought it was funny. I was like trying to be ironic and I made like a headband with the band. Were you trying to be ironic? I like or were thought you trying it was... to be a Christian? No, I like thought it was funny. Like I never like was truly it a Christian. It was a prank, uh-huh. guys. And then I married this guy as a joke. As a prank. And then we had two children, ironically. <laughs> their their first communion is next week. Oh. It's gonna be hilarious. <sighs> but anyway, when she wrote that long essay to me, I was like, I, Did you is... respond? I I did. I, yeah. I, I responded. I forgave her. Honestly, well, like, I'm not mad about it. Well, because I feel like that's... See, here, this is a different situation, though. Because, listen, mm-hmm. listen, listen, Mike. Listen, Mike. If you... If he came at me with, like, uh, like, hey, I saw you online. You know, uh, I know we didn't leave on the best of terms. But, like, I hope that we're chill. Even something as simple as that, I would be like, yeah, okay. Like... I don't want you in my life because your online presence is terrifying. This was not an apology. No, it's not. It's a gloss over. Yeah. It's a fucking gloss over on like one of the meanest things that a group of people has ever done to me in my life. Giggling? Are you fucking kidding? So it's like part of me wants to like write like a long essay about like how we were best friends and I felt like you like really... Uh, broke my heart and he betrayed me and blah 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 blah. I'm gonna say I think that's the wrong move. I know because it's too. I'm giving too much emotion. I've already given this person so much emotion. I kind of want to like fuck with him a little bit, but I feel like maybe that's wrong. I don't know. What do you guys think I should do? I think I don't. Should... I think I should ignore it because yeah. it's too good to just leave in the wind. No, I think you need to say something, but I don't think it should be an essay. I think it should be just like. I think you just need to you say You betrayed me. <laughs> it just needs to be like one sentence that's like come back to me when you have an actual apology or like something less Ooh, nice. Something less uh aggressive than You show up at my doorstep <laughs> when you fucking repented. Yeah. Send me two dozen balloons. <laughs> Do you think that though that you could just send one message and then no matter what he says in response like you're going to get roped in to yeah, something sure. and he probably like Cause that's a like an apologyless reach out from someone who knows that they did wrong. Yeah, like I don't know, and I don't know if you know what type of person this guy's become. Oh, a shitbird. Like, yeah, right. So he just wants your attention, and he probably wants nothing more than to like rile you up and and get you to say some shit. Yeah, I think that's it's also, part of me. I'm like, what do you want from me? Right, I would I, just ignore it. I yeah. think, and and we've talked about this before. I think like a lot of guys in particular, have this obsession with being, like, a good, guy. a good guy. Yeah. Even when they're not a good guy, when they did not behave like a good guy. Yeah. So, like, rather than just apologizing, he kind of wants to know that, like, there are no hard feelings, even though there should be. They're the hardest of feelings. <laughs> My feelings are rock hard, and I will fuck you with them. <laughs> Andrea Allen, <laughs> I'll fuck you with my feelings. 
I my would, rock hard feeling. My, yeah. my god damn it. A, a part of me like part of me even wants to like meet up with him in LA and prank him. I don't know. Like it's so cuz he lives in LA now. Another an ex of mine who I know him through came to New York like maybe 6 months ago or more and was a mess. Definitely addicted to cocaine, but that's a sidebar. Um and he was like, "Yeah, I saw Mike in LA and um yeah, he was just like talking a lot about how he was fucking all these young girls and like Ugh. it just made me feel uncomfortable and like he was already moving in that direction when I knew him and moving to LA when you're a misogynist isn't going to make you less of a misogynist, you know. LA is right. not the uh, epicenter of um <laughs> feminism and uh equality. So I'm like I'm like just I have a kind of a curiosity about like what he has become um but i don't know enough to like expose myself to him maybe i should do like a sting operation outside of his apartment i don't even know what he does you don't think he's not still in the band i thought the band i thought you said the band moved to la yeah although that's i mean yeah no, the two dudes in the together. band. Yeah, I don't know. Because he was also best friends with one of my exes who... You left out the band's name, which is the best part. So the, the original band's name, which uh, is... I loved, is Condom Pocket. Uh, Great. <laughs> multiple meanings. I don't know if you are catching up on this. Yeah, because pussies. the woman's vagina... He has a condom po- pocket. Right, yeah, but yeah, also yeah, yeah. you could have a pocket, like a small pocket. pocket. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, it's very... It's, it's clever. <laughs> it's clever. It's layered like a vagina. Mm-hmm. It sounds like no matter what happens, if you on no matter what level you engage with him on, whether it's just a, a you know one line response or going to L.A. to fuck with him, I'm buying a plane ticket to L.A. Yeah, I happen to already be going there, but yes, you're I'm... gonna you're not gonna wind up feeling good. No, at the no, end. No, you're it. right. You're right. Fuck these people are so. I have this problem. When someone's like a toxic person, but they're very inter- they're crazy in an interesting way. I can't. They're like it's like the sirens of the sea. I can't. It's intoxicating. I, so to you. intoxicating. Like what crazy shit are you gonna do? God, what's next? What time of day did he message you? Also, um, in the morning. Wait. Oh, okay. I wanted to take guesses. Oh, yeah. Oh, I would have said I was the middle go of the middle night. Of three yeah, yeah. It's because yeah, that would make more sense. But this was, this was like a sober. This was like I just woke up and I need to repent. Yeah, but like, but what not. not? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't like it. I don't trust it. It feels like a trap. It does feel like a trap to what people I- who already he's trapped. He has entrapped you. Yes, right. He has, like, yeah. like by asking those leading questions and then building a case. You're like, right. You're right. He's entrapped you before. He has ensnared you I'm in already, his condom pocket. I'm already in his condom pocket. You're right. I'm already in his condom pocket. Honestly, this right now, uh-huh. this having this conversation mm. on the podcast is a victory for him. Yeah. But also it's a victory for me. Okay. We're going to burn this. You're a, fucking, <laughs> you're a fucking douche, Mike. And I didn't forget. I there didn't we go. forget what you did, motherfucker. And I'm confused by your weird little giggling text message. Oh, were you giggling? And I'm also like, Ugh. Are you trying to fuck me somehow also? Because it was like, I, I recently put a bunch of videos up online of my stand-up because I'm releasing my EP. And I'm like, oh, did you watch those? And like, he also, he tried to hook up with me once when I was drunk. I know a way we could fuck with him. Mm. I just thought of a good way. What? And it's it's not invasive. It's not like there's no uh, legal liability or anything. 
if there are any super fans who are like, uh, th- they want to defend Andrea's honor, mm-hmm. find Mike Dooley slash Landy uh-huh. on social media and just send him snake emojis. Mm. Just all day, mm-hmm. snake emojis. Mm-hmm. He's going to be looking at his shit, wondering what the fuck is up. Don't say a word. Yeah. Don't say a word. Don't direct him to this podcast. I'm also, I, I guess there's also, I want to like see what his final, if he's as gross as I think he is, but that would mean I'd have to talk to him, which would be tough. Can't you see his pictures, his face? He doesn't have a whole lot of social media presence because he's, he's a, loser. a loser. Yeah. So it's interesting. He's also connected to one of my most difficult exes, like the one who... Fucked you up. Fucked me up the hardest of anyone. Who's of else? anyone? Of anyone. Well, maybe Gary. Well, because it was in your, lo- your young life. I can't yeah. talk today. It's okay. I, A lot's happening. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, I don't know. You know those people from your past where you're like, you're so wrong, but curiosity. Send us, uh, you know, write in, guys. What should I do about this? Fucking slide into the DMs. We're open to ideas. Yeah. Maybe I should... Do- Cut his penis off. Yes? Sorry. You should, I, you should just live your life and be happy. And God damn it. That's the healthy answer. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, yes, it is. We want a yeah. fun answer. I know. I want something like nefarious and bad. No. <laughs> you want, do you be happy? <laughs> no, I know. You're right. I you're mean, right. I'm with you. Like, I don't get too excited about revenge in general. I love revenge. <laughs> and it's so, it's the one of the worst qualities. It's the one that gets yeah. me in trouble the most. But it's like... I have a long memory, and if you wrong me in any certain way, there's a catalog in my mind, and I'm just waiting until I'm powerful enough. See, I also have a long memory, but it's of, like, a good ice cream. Oh, God. No, that's not true. I do remember a lot of... uh, I I remember people who hurt me, but, um, but, you know, that... No, you're right. I know you're right. Who hurt you the most? (laughs) No. You don't have to say their name. Come on. No. You oh you won't tell me like an experience that uh-huh. you had that somebody hurt you in a similar way like did you ever have a friend that disowned you who or... condom pocketed you yeah who condom pocketed you that sounds like a really fun like some prank that happened <laughs> at school like oh dude you got a condom in your pocket that's so... it's like not embarrassing at all but right. like in the culture of your school it's, it's like humiliating. you fucking loser. <laughs> Or maybe um, you stick condoms in people's pockets, like so that they won't notice. Or kind of like a kick me sign. You poke holes in people's condoms, Con- and then <laughs> so that they impregnate. There's a teen people. pregnancy. Yes. Yeah, and their life is ruined. Here's the thing with me is that I feel like I opened myself up to being hurt. Like I really put myself out there in like elementary and middle school, and I like really wanted to be a part of like the cool group, mm-hmm. and everyone was just like, no. Mm-hmm. And there were some people in particular that were like the, you know, ambassadors of those kids sure. being mm-hmm. like, listen, we've all decided and no. But like I like I was a annoying and be like thirsty for like I needed to change and grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, like I can't think of an example where someone is just like pulled the rug out from under me right. and just like fucked my shit up. Like, yeah. Well, people... must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> must be nice to never have that experience and not need revenge. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I mean like people have been mean to me. People have been, uh, have, have hurt me, you know, but like. Well, I think I... also, I think feeling like someone's pulled the rug under you is indicative that you're not examining yourself because there were probably signs that these people didn't care about me 
and also signs that I was being a fucked up person, which I have now like looked in retrospect. Right, like you know if you're I mean? being blindsided, blindsided sure. by so- I'm catching whatever you. Yeah, got. it sucks. If I'm being blindsided by like someone's shitty behavior, then then I wasn't looking out for it exactly, and I wasn't looking out for myself. Yes, like a lot of the I just like you know I got like bullied or ostracized a lot in school, but like I'm better now. Yeah. And you think the bullying helped? Absolutely. I'm pro bullying. I, I was bullied also. Yeah. And I've been bullied. Well, into... but I'm sorry. What was that? <laughs> you Sometimes were also it a... doesn't take. <laughs> <laughs> I was also a bully. Yeah. She was. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> what like... was your bully to bullied ratio, though? Much more I... bully than yeah. bully. I had more a... bullied than bully. Yes. Like what? 60, 40. I, uh, I would say 30? 90, 10. But, oh, okay. Yeah. A I, 10% bully, that's like everybody. You know what I mean? Sure. But, but I feel like most bullies, so even if you're like in school, 90 bully, 10 bullied, mm-hmm. you're getting beaten at home. You're like, your life is oh, 90% yeah. No, yeah. being bullied. No one bullies because like, they feel good about themselves. Right. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of empathy for uh, people who were mean to me. Yeah, my one of my bullies was my best friend. God, theme. Also, um, same. <laughs> yeah, that's a very common one when you're like the goofy, funny one, that, and you have the cool best friend who like shits on you, but privately you're their best friend. Well, it's kind of mm-hmm. like they have the power because you want to be their friend. There's something about them that like you want to be their friend so bad that you'll allow them yes, to behave 100%. any way they want. My best friend bully years ago at a music festival apologized to me for all she was like my home life is really bad and I'm sorry that I was so mean to you I was so insecure and I was like listen I'm high as fuck right now and my life is great and I don't care but thank you thank you sincerely but also I think I shit my pants that's so what, that's what music festivals that. are for yeah apologies and, I, and pants shitting. I could tell yeah. she was so she could feel the guilt yeah and that is what a nice person who evolves does right D- not someone who says I was giggling lol I, and that's also so belittling. Yes, it is. It's like I hope it's okay. Why wouldn't it be okay? Well, also giggling is giggling, the most that's condescending laughter yeah. Yeah. synonym. I know. Right. Like I was. You had me cracking up. Like yeah. it's cool to see how much, like how good of a comedian you've yeah. become. Like there's so there is a world of things that he could have said sure. that he did not say, and for that reason, sharks. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I just want to. Maybe I'll send him song lyrics. Ugh. Just oh, that why is give so... this guy? That yeah, sucks. I know. I just want to clown him. Like That's I... not clowning him. Yeah. To send him right. song lyrics? <laughs> I, or yeah, like, make him a mixtape, YouTube... Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I want to send him YouTube links to bands that are more successful than his. Paint him a portrait. Yeah. <laughs> of me stabbing him in the eye. Oh, my God. With a nice pick. So much time and energy spent on someone who does not deserve it. I know, I know, I know. This is the thing about Theme of my life, Sherm. Fucking (laughs) men who don't deserve it getting my time and energy. Uh, Well, you You know. know, We're going to table it. We're going to table it. But I I just want, it feels like an opportunity to do something funny. And that's what I'm really concerned about. You know how they say that revenge is a dish best served cold? Yes. It doesn't sound like it's that cold for you still. It's burning It's very hot. hot. (laughs) Yeah. So like maybe wait another five or ten years. Blow on it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I took a screenshot of this and texted it to like a mutual friend who knew him. And she was just like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I know, man. It's 
It's interesting. It's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. So are we saying, by the way, we're pro reaching out after a long time if it's a sincere, if it's an apology? I love that if shit. It, I yeah. love an yeah. apology. Sure. I, I loved when the Disciple Maker's Queen reached out to me. You did. Yeah. You enjoyed that. Yes. Yeah. Like, I didn't expect it, but it was nice to hear from her mm-hmm. to, like, hear somebody admit that they were fucked up. Yeah. Because I think that can be scary. To if you If you've been carrying this guilt for years, or if you realize you grow at a certain point and then sort of retroactively you're like, oh, that was fucked up. I think it can be really scary to reach out to someone. Scary for them to do it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's hard to absolutely right. So I admire it. I'm like you totally. are. You're putting your pride on the table, and you're being, you know, and and I have and you're s- doing it for you mostly. Sure, you know what I mean, like it's very AA. As someone who's been in the yeah. program, I totally respect that you need to do something like this to evolve and be the person. And and like I think that the only reason that you shouldn't do it is if you're going to harm the person that you're reaching out to. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the only caveat to you know to trying to make amends, so to speak. But this is not amends. This is like, I'm poking you, yeah, and I want to get a reaction from you. And congratulations, Mike Dooley. You got one. Landy. Fucking whatever. Let this be the biggest reaction he gets. <laughs> let it be. <laughs> let it be. Um, snake emojis. Snake emojis. Nudes. Uh, shit on his doorstep. Um, nudes. Yeah. Ab- no, of other of other people. Nudes what? of his mother. <laughs> Are you trying to make him advocating happy? sex crimes? <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, bad at revenge. I, yes, I am. I'm obsessed with hey, it. Hey, maybe someone uh, go out there and suck his dick. <laughs> oh, that'll get him. That'll show him. Hey, send him uh, send him a cake gonna, for, to be mean. I'm going to date him for 50 years <laughs> <laughs> and then divorce him out of fucking nowhere and say, that's how it feels, motherfucker. Anyways. Do you feel better now? I feel about the same. Right. It turns out uh, being angry isn't really that productive of right. an emotion, which is upsetting because That's I spend crazy. 95% oh. of my life being angry. All right. Well, speaking of feeling better. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now that's a good transition. Damn. Thank you. That's You're a really good. good yeah. Um, <laughs> Jake, we we usually, we bring people on and we ask them why they're a hot mess, but I have to admit we had um, particular interests. Well, yeah, that I we wanted voila. to talk about that. I'm sure Andrea already spoke to you about. I did. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's why I say it's a good transition because I know where this is going, and I mean that was really smooth. Thank health you. That was great. Yeah. This is a health and wellness podcast now, <laughs> <laughs> and we're here to talk about the dangers mm. of tuberculosis. Oh yeah, and there are many. Now, uh, hot mess listeners, I don't know. I can't remember when this. If you happened. go back a, a certain amount of time yeah. in the catalog. Um, there was a time when Andrea called me uh, in, in – I, I don't think hysterics is a dramatic word no. for it. I, I think you were pretty hysterical on Screaming the way to – on a, the streets. On the way to a city MD. <laughs> Does he know this? Does he no, know? I don't think so. No. On the way to a city MD. Well, let me – hold on. Let me say this. Because – He doesn't know this because I remember – so you had tuberculosis and we will get into this journey, but um, – I was texting you to get information about, like, you being, like, as a friend, first and foremost. Yeah. Like, are you okay? Because you were, like, coughing up blood, and it was very scary. Yes. But I also, as a hypochondriac, was trying to, like, get information about... <laughs> about For sure. About... So is this passable uh-huh. because we had had relations uh-huh. and, but I didn't want to like 
show that I was freaking out to you because Mike, he doesn't need to now oh, very now deal right. with me. So naturally, all the freakouts get transferred onto me. Yeah, I'm sure. so sorry. <laughs> I, you know what? It's fine. It's the small price that you pay to be a friend <laughs> to somebody who loves revenge. Yeah, yes, <laughs> I can't leave. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I mean, it turned out Andrea did not have tuberculosis, but <laughs> I went to a city MD and got tested. A lot of people, so you got tuberculosis and some people did catch it, right? Like people yes. who helped you uh, when you were like, like coughing up the blood, yeah, which is how people get it, right? Well, uh, often it, I think it gets caught before it gets to that point. Sure, yeah, that um, makes sense. So if it it can get to the because it, it it's a flesh eating bacteria. So oh like, god. It it oh eats it just eats a hole in your lung. Oh my god. So it can get if it gets to the point I had a cough for about 6 months uh-huh. that I didn't go to the doctor for because around the same time and they're not related this is just a coincidence around the same time that the tuberculosis became active. I had started smoking cigarettes, mm. and but uh. I was doing it like secretly. So my family was like, "Hey," and it was this dry cough. I just thought I had a smoker's cough. Yeah. So okay. people, my family was like, "You know, hey, you should like go to the doctor and get that cough checked out." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah totally," because I didn't want to be like, "No, I just." I'm am just smoking, smoking cigarettes. Cancer sticks, yeah, exactly. Mom and dad. And this is I just how assume, old. I was 26. You started smoking cigarettes when you were 26? I'm I, I'm a late bloomer. <laughs> Clearly. In a lot of Well, because I my my family lives in the city mm-hmm. and like it's that's probably the biggest like no no in my family. Like it just you don't smoke cigarettes. Yeah, yeah just not smart. Yeah. yeah. Um and so I started going on the road more. Um mm. Around cool that time, road dogs, yeah, cigarettes. So, like the first sort of extended tour I did, that's when, that's when I started smoking because, like, I didn't, you don't know anyone on the road, like, no one's gonna. Well, catch yeah, that's me. how you socialize too. Also, oh yeah, way. yeah, that's actually yeah. So I, I really started smoking cigarettes in, uh, in like Vietnam. I lived in Asia after what? I graduated college. <laughs> uh, and I was I was not expecting that turn well, of events. I was traveling solo and it turned out that like that was a really good way to meet people well, and socialize. That's, that's a club that you can't join if you don't smoke. Like yeah. the smoker standing outside of a venue or you know, taking a smoking break, like that's you can't it's like the one thing that you can't join. Like if you're not a drinker, you can still go to a bar. Yeah. Totally. But you can't really just like hang out yeah. with smokers. I used to smoke in college a little bit to hang out with like cool people outside of because I went to art school and blah blah blah. And I yeah. hate to say it, I really do, but it really does look so fucking cool. It does. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. The aesthetic is just so cool. The thing about smoking is that like it's like it rules and there's only like a couple downsides. <laughs> <laughs> like it's mostly great. You smell and will probably die. But other than that, it's, it's like, and it's best. sort of expensive. Right. But like, yeah, so so I didn't go to the doctor for like six months okay. with this cough while it just like ate a hole into my lung. And so I think a lot of people who who test positive for tuberculosis, uh, they'll just, you know, then go on medication and it's fine. Like what happened to seven 
people that I like friends and family members oh, of mine seven? tested positive for tuberculosis. Wow. Yeah, that I know of. Your patient zero. Is it is it airborne? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, like highly contagious. Yeah, yeah. I like I was quarantined. Everyone that came to my hospital room had to wear masks. Yeah. And like they were cumbersome and like some people didn't wear masks and got tuberculosis. Oh yeah. I shared a bong with you also a few weeks, like maybe a month before this whole thing went down and you better believe I was fucking flipping out when about that shit. Up? No. Um, at Sam Rose's birthday party, we were passing a bong. Okay. I'm such a hypochondriac. You have no idea. Was I was that? like, she could have had a phone conversation with you and she yeah. would think that yeah. she caught it. No, but a bong and specifically tuberculosis yeah. oh, lives in bongs. Of course like, it does. Specifically oh, really? in bongs. Of course yeah, yeah, yeah. it does. Oh, it's yeah. an airborne disease. Let's but all also pass in air between yeah. one no, another. You were right, right to be afraid. You were right to get checked out. Yeah. People weren't afraid. And I was like, it's eating his lungs. Yeah, no, it's it's like incredibly highly contagious. Yeah. Um, oh, I did the research. Yeah, yeah. Sure. it's bad news. I yeah. I had to text because I was going through like a, a pretty substantial hoe phase at the time, mm-hmm. and so I had to text a lot of people, being like, <laughs> "Hey, this is like the weirdest you should get tested text you're ever gonna get," uh-huh. but. I have tuberculosis and you should get tested. Yeah. I don't yeah. think you texted Andrea though. Oh, because you don't care about my life. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, we talked. We wow. did talk. You texted me. Wow. I think you got. Wow. Listen, I, I was had, in a coma. I okay? had to reach out. I was busy. I had to reach out. Well, because did you text people? We hooked up in like, I want to say like a January, like an early mm-hmm. part of the year. And then it happened yeah. in the summer. I. I think you I think you might have been right before the time period where I like I texted people I think like February and on. Yeah. Or maybe I was February and you just didn't care about my life. It's mostly that I just don't give a shit. No, I um I'm sorry if I if I didn't uh Apology reach out. Accepted. That I, this wasn't by the way this wasn't the intention. No, 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 no. I know, I know. But um this but, isn't the make amends podcast, yeah. even though that's really what it seems yeah. like today. Yeah, this is taking on a lot of different uh-huh. uh, formats from the huge. I, I'm actually a disciple maker. Uh-huh. I <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So like seven people that I that I know got. Um, got so d- were they were they people like so. So I know that a comedian friend of yours who helped you when you were coughing up the blood on the streets got it. Which, Jordan Jensen. Yeah, Jordan Jensen. Yeah. So I would assume that that definitely would be like peak. But how far back in terms of like, um, like obviously people who are around you during the peak of the disease definitely got it. But how far back uh, did people get it le- like where you were asymptomatic? Yeah, no, it turns out no one. It was all, it was like family that I was around. So the weekend before I started coughing up blood, mm-hmm. um, Every, my whole the dad my dad side of my family was in town celebrating my grandparents' 60th Aww, anniversary. There was muzzle. a lot of like hugging and and you gave them death diseases. Yeah, so yeah. my grandfather, my aunt, <laughs> my cousin, both of my parents, and then uh, a couple friends. Yeah, I don't. I was I'm not wrong to be screaming anyone. on the no, streets. Andrea, by the way, I yeah. already said. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, you no, you were to, right. You don't need to prove yourself to us right now. You were definitely right to be afraid. So it was all, yeah, it was people who were around me, like, and who I was like in close physical yeah. contact with, like, right as I was really slash inside. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> family reunions for us. <laughs> we got freaky. Uh, yeah, so, so, yeah, so, I mean, people got, luckily no one, everyone got on medication, Mm -hmm. um, it was, the funny thing is that, 
uh, well, one of the funny things I happen to find a lot of tuberculosis uh, is, is hilarious. It yes. is. It's so funny. There's mm-hmm. so many funny things about it to me. But one of the funny things about this specifically is that the like medication for tuberculosis, it's like four to six months of pills Mm -hmm. and you can't drink when you're on this medication Oh, and people were upset (laughs) (laughs) they were like not happy about it um and they're like let me just let let's roll the dice wait so you you need to take the medication for that long regardless of how far along you are like whether or not you're coughing up blood or you just have a mild cough whether it's preventative like for them it was they took meds to keep themselves from ever actually developing active tuberculosis gotcha Mm -hmm. and 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 yes yeah i mean it was slightly i was on meds for like six months they were on meds for like four months but one of the medications like fucks up your liver so like you you can't drink you'll like kill yourself yeah Yeah. you'll you'll Mm -hmm. fuck up your liver if you drink and so i would have these conversations with like my mom who would be like frustrated that she's not able to drink i can't have a glass of wine because my son gave me a fucking life-threatening disease yes where Mm -hmm. did you get it from so probably generally speaking asia most Mm -hmm. likely wow um when in in like 2013 2014 my best guess is this day I spent in India, um, I met this Spanish dude in Rishikesh, India, and we rented motorcycles together. Mm-hmm. We're like driving out to this waterfall, and there was sort of like a wandering priest type guy. Baba mm-hmm. is, I think, like technically the word for like this uh, guy, this type of guy. And um, he like he hitchhiked on the back of my motorcycle, and we like took him to like this other Baba's sort of encampment and we all like smoked a pipe together and then spent the rest of the day he got he hopped back on my bike and we just spent the rest of the day a bong together not a bong but a Mm -hmm. chillum Mm -hmm. and we spent the rest of the day just like riding around to like cool spots just smoking chillums together with Mm -hmm. like different friends of his and i remember this one time specifically we went to like his buddy's place and um which was like literally it was like a uh door a metal door in like the side of a rock like a hill Mm -hmm. it was like a basically like a cave home anyway dude wasn't home and so we like didn't have access to his Mm chillum and so i rolled a a spliff Mm -hmm. and i remember this guy was like coughing up a storm telling me that like joints are bad because they make you cough oh but he was like coughing a fuck ton that day and oh yeah he's dead now yes i think about that often yeah wow that's so that's my theory uh, it's a pretty good one yeah yeah that's a good one yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely that guy's dead for sure because he doesn't have access to western medicine like you had a specific conversation about the fact that this guy was coughing i was like smoking pipes and joints with this guy who was coughing a lot all day yeah and that conversation obviously does stand out and when you thought about like when you immediately had that because you know you like go back in your history when you're wondering and then the minute you're like that guy were you like oh fuck no or did you feel good that you figured out the source or sad that he's dead yeah well the (laughs) sadness about his death has come later the one of the first questions that like every doctor i saw asked me was like have you been to 
Asia recently? Have you traveled internationally? So like the doctor's theory, once they figured it out that it was tuberculosis, was that I picked it up somewhere in Asia because it can stay dormant in your system. Yeah. Um, as it did with me for like four years. Um, That's quite a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So they were asking me like, you know, about, you know, like, you know, what I was doing. And so that I was like, oh, maybe it was that day Mm -hmm. and I guess there was some relief at like pinpointing sure you know how and where but like you know I I was living I was teaching English in northwestern China there was like there's a lot of people they cough on you I you know I don't know if it was that guy it's like poetically nice because that day with that guy was like one of the coolest days of my life like truly a peak life experience so it's sort of just romantically nice to sort of weigh that like to know uh, that he died for you yeah he died to give you that day he did he sacrificed himself (laughs) uh uh, for me to have like some cool stories from asia bro Uh no but like i don't know it's just an interesting like I th- I will always remember that day as sure. and I would have anyway How just you being forget? yes and I <laughs> will always and we did fuck um but yeah so I just I I sort of even if it wasn't that guy in that day which I'm pretty sure it was sure it's kind of more fun to pretend it is. Yeah, I mean, not I, not even pretend because, like, who knows? Like, there was I went to a um like a Christmas party for some of the students that I was teaching. I was mm-hmm. teaching at a college, so I had some like grad students, and we got like really fucked up. And there was a guy who like kept trying to kiss me, and like mm. he was smoking. I you know he may have maybe he was trying to get revenge on you. He knew he had tuberculosis, uh-huh. and he was like, I also when I found out you had this, I was like, I wonder. If I had this and I wanted to get revenge on some people, would I uh, cough around for a little mm. bit? But that's, uh, you know, that's my mind. Then, not yes. yours. Yeah. Uh, you I wouldn't. Mean, that would be a crime. Yeah, yeah, that's wrong. And that's also what I would describe as evil. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yes. But Nihilistically you know, evil. You gotta, yeah. you know, you gotta allow the mind to go to all uh, corners of <clears throat> thought. Anyways. In uh, order to uh, improve <laughs> yourself. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah or to grow as an artist. To, yeah, exactly. All, all those things. So, yeah. um, so when, okay, so I, I remember... From what I remember, originally they had ruled out tuberculosis pretty mm-hmm. early on. Why? Yeah. Why was that? I went to um, I went to a hospital that um, it's not the uh, best funded hospital. Um, sure, you got to go to rich white people's hospitals. You simply must you if you can. Have to. They are better. Um, I went to a hospital that um, also they were like full. They they didn't admit me. They kept me quarantined in a room in the ER, so I was never mm-hmm. actually admitted. But they just they did. I would say maybe like the least conclusive type of test sure. for tuberculosis. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, type of test that was like most uh, open to error. I had to like cough phlegm into cups every like four hours oh. over like a long period. And I don't know, I might have been doing it. Like I couldn't always produce phlegm. It was just yeah. sure. when there are blood tests and like a sort of skin test. Yeah, that's what like, I did. Yeah, and you can do, there are lots of tests that you can do that are much more conclusive. So I don't know why that's what they went with, um, but they did. And um, so 
yeah. So so they they those tests came back negative for tuberculosis. Okay. So they released me. So then that's that's how you continued on like throwing up blood all over the place. Yeah, that really like threw people sort of off the mark. Yeah, of course. Then even doctors that I saw were like, okay, so it's not tuberculosis. It does seem like you have a flesh eating bacteria in your lungs and like the x-rays like it it looked like tuberculosis so they were looking for some other answer god damn yeah i probably would have been treated earlier if you know if i hadn't got that um initial yeah mistaken non-diagnosis so when you hear flesh-eating bacteria Mm -hmm. in your lungs do you pass out or throw up all over yourself like what is i obviously have a very serious I mean anyone would be very afraid by this. Yeah. I would lose consciousness constantly. Uh-huh. But do you go do you go into the shock zone where you're like, "All right, I'm just going to do every day at a time." Like how does the mind react to something like that? I was constantly afraid. Yeah. yeah. Um and I was one of the like prevailing emotions throughout the whole experience was frustration and anger because everyone everyone was telling me that I was fine. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Not like, what are you talking, you know, they weren't like gaslighting me, but they were like, listen, like, it's probably okay. It's probably not an emergency. Like you, you know. To be clear, you were throwing up literal like corpse of blood, right? Yeah. I was coughing up, uh, and it got progressively worse. Of course it did. The first time it was just like a sort of like a a loogie of blood in the sink and then the second time outside of revision uh, in Alphabet City, <laughs> it was cool like... A cool New York City open mic. Yeah. It was like significantly... It was like a splattering of, of blood. Um, and then, yeah, it got worse and worse. Um, so I was I was scared and I was... I was angry. Mm-hmm. Um and it didn't it didn't feel okay to me. Like, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah no I wasn't... Shit. But like... I. I I, freaking out is you only you freak out when there isn't actually something to deal with. Yeah. When like there's something happening, you just have to focus on that. Mm-hmm. Like the type of freaking out that you were doing mm-hmm. was in place of like actual Oh, sure. You know, like I don't I I I don't think that people tend to freak out in the moment. You either, you know, fight or flight or mm-hmm. or freeze, but like I don't think you lose your shit if, if like, you have to... If there's a clear answer. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, I'm coughing up blood. This is this is bad. Yeah. Um, and I did freak out, uh, like, on the phone to my parents, and... But I was also just, like, being alive. I don't know. It's very weird, because you're still yeah. just, like, you have to be, like, on the train. Yeah, you have to, like, do things. Yeah, you have to be always, a person. Which is always, like, the weird... Like, my... So both my parents had pretty significant health problems when I was a younger person. And the worst part about it is not necessarily all the horror of it, which it is. But it's like having to go to the bank, having to clean, like make your bet. When it's like, this seems like a prank that the world is pulling on me, that I have to just be a person. And like... Also, the onus is in the United States, too. The onus is so on the patient to be vigilant about, like, exactly. Like, you went to the first place, and they misdiagnosed you. Mm -hmm. Thank God you went to other places, and, like, you had to seek out other doctors. Because if you had just been like, well, I guess they're right, then you 
would be dead. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I just cough up blood now. That's the thing. <laughs> Honestly, what? like what I was before, whenever when all the doctors were like, you know, you're not dying, I was like, okay, well, so... I, I'm not living per well, se. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, so I, I do stand up and like, it, can we find a way to stop this coughing of blood because it's hard that sort of ruins the momentum of a set. set yeah legitimately i like said that a few times to a few because like the the conversation wasn't about like okay this is gonna eat a hole in your lung and you're gonna die it was just like you're coughing up blood let's figure out why and i was like okay yeah with it, let's just definitely like stop that from happening at least because like you can't do stand up and be coughing up, but like honestly, that's I I had that conversation a lot. That's hilarious because, and I was I was freaking out. I was What's like, "The deal, ah! <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, like The Exorcist, but it's blood, yeah, <laughs> spraying it on people. <laughs> yeah, uh, pardon me yeah. while I caught. Yeah, while I caught. <laughs> you have like a bucket, <laughs> right? So dating is hard. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Especially when you bleed all over the women you fuck via your mouth. Anyways. um, Okay, so you're concerned about (laughs) your jokes. Yeah, Um, and I was freaked out, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there must have been a point where you're like, nobody can tell me what this is. I... People die. Like yes. this is this is such a small scale comparison, but I know that whenever I get any kind of injury, the thought always crosses my mind that like, you know, some people they just have knee pain and then suddenly they have a chronic uh they just have knee pain for the rest of their mm-hmm. life. Like that's just that happens to people. How do yeah. I know that's not gonna happen to me? You don't know. And it might you don't know. So so like I could imagine having this thing that is not diagnosable, you'd be like people die from things that they can't diagnose rare diseases and like that's gonna be me now yeah Yeah. for sure the first time that I like fully when I was just like I don't know if I'm gonna live or die was I was riding the Q train I was going home to pack a bag to stay at my parents uh place to give them tuberculosis to give them tuberculosis Uh and I started I like felt this rattling feeling in my lungs do you still oh have it? <laughs> no. Um, every time I cough, I am a little afraid, though. Sure, um, I can imagine. Real talk. Um, but I, I started coughing up blood on the train, and then, like, even as it pulled into the station, then just, like, into a trash can on the platform. Oh, and God. It, it just didn't stop for, like, a while. And I was like, I'm going to die. Were there people around you? Yeah. What, were they giving you looks? No, I, Did I don't anyone know. help you? Probably not, <laughs> no. right? Yeah. <laughs> no, and I, but I did, um, I, when I, I knew that I was going to start coughing up blood when I was on the train. So I, I walked into, like, I opened the, the Middle doors, doors yeah, in yeah. between, cause I didn't want to like cough up blood on the train car and like scare people. Yeah. Uh, it's a scary image. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I like coughed up blood onto the like moving tracks or whatever. And then. It's not the first time blood's been coughed up right, on exactly. those tracks. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now when oh. I see blood like on the train platforms and stuff, I'm like. What up? For yeah. Sure. Uh, <laughs> What's up, yeah, fam? That was, I had some conversation, like, I was on that, uh, it was at the Atlantic Barclays stop, and I was texting my dad and called my mom, and they were both like, it's okay. And I was like, you can't tell me. It's it's very yeah. clearly not okay. Yeah. And, that's uh, maddening. That's yeah, maddening. I started to feel like, insane. It's going to be okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's sort of when it turned from, like, weird and a little bit of in shock to, like, 
why am I not in a hospital? Yeah. Why am I not like being hooked up to tubes? Right. People fucking checking shit. Yeah. I wanted nothing more than to be in uh, like admitted to a hospital. Yeah. And um and just like under surveillance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I feel vindicated because. I finally did get admitted to a hospital and um, just coincidentally, the doctor was in my room when I like started coughing up blood. Um, Five minutes later, I was in an operating room. That's good. And I keep, I kept feeling like if a doctor could just Just see see what this, because it's not like I'm coughing and there's some like blood in the like, you know, like into a handkerchief. Mm -hmm, Like, oh, mm -hmm, it's like the only reason that I'm coughing is because there's blood pooling in my lungs and this is my body's attempt to get it out. Like I'm not coughing with, I am coughing blood. Yeah. You are like draining blood from your lungs via your face. You're coughing. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Your lungs are a sinking ship and you're cupping. Filled with blood. blood. Yeah. Yeah, and oh so God. so I feel I felt it's triggering at, for yeah, me. <laughs> I felt vindicated because like a doctor saw, he was, and then you know I don't I don't know if this is re- his reaction, but like, oh, that's what you coughing up. Okay, <laughs> I get it now. Oh, like, I thought you were joking. <laughs> I thought you were like being kind of a cock, but okay. Yeah, yeah. So that so that was uh yeah very vindicating. So when so then he's like, okay, whatever the fuck it is, we just have to go in. Are they pat? Is the idea to like patch up your lungs? Yeah, the they like plan A was stop the bleeding. Yeah, uh, basically cauterize like the the infection. Sure. Um, apparently the infection was like so advanced, and um, I believe the word they used was cloudy. Like the area was just like they couldn't even really get there. Sure. Um. To stop it, so... Like your uh, lungs were filled with fog. Mm -hmm. Yes, the fog of blood. (laughs) Um, Oh, my God. Yeah. No, yeah, that is funny, though. My lungs just being, like, a nice misty morning in the Bay Area. Yeah, they just needed, like, headlights. Yeah, exactly. That's why you shouldn't smoke. That's what I'm saying. That's smoke in your lungs. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it was, Uh yeah. Um, No, but so, yeah, so they tried a couple times to, like, stop the bleeding, and they couldn't, so they eventually just removed the infected part of my lung. It's like a very... Small part, but okay. Well, that's good that it. I mean, thank God on a level. Thank God you were coughing up blood because then they took it seriously, and then yeah, they remove. You know, like I mean, I I don't know how much about how this disease progresses, but I wonder if there's ones where it's less obvious. Yeah, you know, I I I wonder if I had gone to the doctor sooner, and I was like, hey, I have this mystery cough. They they probably at a certain point would have tested me for tuberculosis. I would have tested positive and they would have just put me on medication and it would have been fine. But I, I do think because I didn't go to the doctor, that's why it got yeah, so advanced. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. So, I mean, I suppose on the one hand, thank God I was coughing up blood. Um, well, on the other hand. Yeah. I, I, I wish that I had just gone to the doctor. Yeah. On the other hand, if yeah. you have a cough that lasts five months. Yeah. Just If you go have to an erection doctor. that lasts longer than eight <laughs> hours and a cough that lasts four months. Then yeah. Go just to go doctor. to the doctor. So is that when they put you in the medically induced coma? Because I remember yeah. you were in... Okay, so they put you in a coma after they removed the infected lung or before? No, so before. So I went down to the operating room and the nurse was like, lie flat on this table. And my doctor had told me not to lie down flat. Like I had been sort of uh, propped up in bed. Mm-hmm. And so I, t- I was like, I don't think that's a good idea. And she's like, well, just give it a shot. So I lie down flat. I start coughing up blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I'm done, she's like, okay, let's try again. I'm like... 
Why? I'm pretty sure I know it's going to happen. Trust nobody. Yeah. That's what I've learned about the medical yeah. system in the United States. Well, the lesson that I took away is they don't want to cut you open on a maybe. So they'll put you through coughing up blood a second time to like make sure that they're not like doing major surgery. Right. Yeah. You know, just to see. Yeah. But so she's like, try again. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is going to go bad. And why can't they tell you that? Why can't they tell you that that's what they're doing? That's what I wonder. What do you mean? Like, why can't they be like, we want you to lay down so that we can see if it's coughing? Like, did they explain no, that no, to you? No, no. They, they, they wanted me to lie down to like, because that was, I think, where they were going to do. They just wanted to like put me under sort of a mild anesthetic okay. to like, do this procedure. Sure. And I needed to be lying down flat to, I for see. that to happen. Okay. So this like they were like... trying to put like a gas mask on me. Uh-huh. Um, and but I couldn't I couldn't like lie down flat. Sure. So they wanted to do like the most the least invasive. Thing, I see. OK. Right. So they were like, try again because we would like they weren't testing to see whether sure, was, sure. Yeah. they're doing some like Machiavellian like how badly do you want it yeah exactly cough up blood for daddy <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you're gonna be a good boy and cough up blood um no but so they just like tried a couple times and they're like okay so he can't lie down flat so then they had to sedate like knock me out yeah and that's when they tried to stop the bleeding mm-hmm. um like by cauterizing it and then when they couldn't do that that's when they put me into a coma mm-hmm. to perform the surgery to remove the lung or the part of the lung. I have both lungs. Has did that experience change your outlook in any way, or like the way that you live your life, or did it? I mean, it's. I can tell that it certainly changed like the way that you uh, take medical things seriously. But yeah, like for sure. in sure. in other ways, like did it change anything? You think? Um. Yeah, I'm really fucking stoked to be alive. <laughs> yeah. Um, I. Yeah. I mean, I've always been a pretty like happy and chill person, but like. It that's definitely underscored um, by like some extra joie de vivre. Sure. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it took me a little while to like. I'm trying to get my shit together now. I'm mm. um, like in therapy, and I'm like trying to get a big boy job. And ooh, I don't know. I don't know how related. What type of big boy job? Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, just like a good one. Um, Interesting. But point being, it more than anything, like, affirmed what I was doing already. Mm -hmm. that, Like, I woke up and I was like, fuck yeah, let's keep going. Yeah. Like, I love doing comedy. I love, like, the people that showed up to, like, be there for me. Mm -hmm. Fucking, like, I love those people and I'm so grateful for them. Mm -hmm. Like, it just sort of underscored how... How gra- I ha- I have a really good life that I'm really grateful to still have. Yeah. Um, and well, I, I don't. Think- I never really sweat sweated the small stuff before, but like I think I definitely don't yeah. now. Well, once you cough up blood, you're like, but I dare you to yeah. scare me. But also, like to be honest, the weird thing is that just like. I'm just still I'm still the same piece of shit I was before. Like right. that is that is the weirder thing that like it fades and you're just like yeah, my room's still messy. Mm-hmm. And like I'm not you know this change. Yeah, man. I didn't like move to India to work for like a well, medical nonprofit. The, don't no, go I know. Back there. But like I didn't <laughs> Yeah, that would mean you learn nothing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I also don't want to live in fear. Um Yeah. But no. 
I like I probably will go food. back. The <laughs> point being like it's it's crazy how uh an experience like that can not change your life. Right. Like I'm sort of searching for an answer because I've thought about this a lot. Yeah. It's mostly like I stopped smoking weed unrelated just because I was like smoking way too much weed mm-hmm. and I like didn't magically improve as a person Uh like you know i still procrastinated still slept in and it's like you just have to work on yourself to change your life right and and i'm sure like you can go through this huge thing and you think that it's going to make more of an impact than it actually does but what it really proves is that um we're just like built for survival Mm. yeah and it's like it's kind of fucked up when you think about it you know what's interesting is some people go even a worse route and they turn into like more self-centered Huger people pieces mm-hmm. of shit. yeah like my dad um but um <laughs> like yeah it's kind of this like okay i really like only have one life and a finite amount of time now i do everything that i want and consider nobody else because could have been because fuck it because yeah. fuck it which i think like there are healthy tenets of that like there are people who live their lives for other people almost in its entirety and that's very unhealthy Mm -hmm. um but the opposite side of the spectrum ain't great either i do think like when i and i wasn't sick during my parents medical crises but i was like a young kid and i think it definitely informed to me that the time to be like petty well that that this kind of what you're saying like stupid shit doesn't matter and it like truly doesn't mm-hmm. matter like of course i get upset about petty like about i mean revenge clearly yeah clearly it like gets under my skin but but like to be good to those that are good to you because that's re- when it comes down to it yeah you really do see who gives a shit about you in that situation yeah yeah and i don't like fault anyone for like not reaching out or mm-hmm. showing up but like there are people who did, who I will forever be grateful to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's got to be a good way to know who your true friends are. Exactly. Maybe I should get tuberculosis. Oh, please don't. I would not recommend it. (laughs) No? It's bad. It is. Yeah. Big bad. All right. Well, uh, on that note, (laughs) we do, uh, we're at the end of the hour, but. Thank Glad you so you're much alive. for coming on. Thank you so much for enlightening us about the dangers of TB. Thank you for having me. Of, of course. course. Where can people find you and follow you? Well, uh, they can find me online at Sherm at Jacobs. Your fake name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram and Twitter is at Sherm Jacobs. Uh, got a website, shermjacobs.com. You just, um, you've been working yeah. on a project with a past hot mess guest as well, Anya Voles, right? That's right. Is that. Where is, tell us a little bit about that. So we wrote and shot a short film called Sex Neutral. Cool. Um, We're editing it now. Really stoked about it. The footage is awesome. Uh, We're hoping to have it done around August. Cool. Send it around, you know, to the festival circuit. Um, But yeah, look out for uh, Sex Neutral when it comes out. Um, Keep an eye on tight. both these past guests. Yeah, doing cool yeah. shit. Yeah, thank you so much. Of course, you can follow us at Hot Mess Comedy Hour on Instagram, Hot Mess Podcast on Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We go live uh, every Friday at what, twelve what? noon Eastern Standard Time, and we shoot the shit live. It's video, and um, you can interact with us, which is really fun. Fucking rad. And if you would like to support us. Go to patreon.com slash hot mess. We recently revamped it and through the month of June, if you join at the $5 or the $10 tier, you get access to everything for uh, till the end of the month. So what a take, deal. Yeah. Take advantage oh of it now. That's two bonus shows. 
and uh, access to the Facebook group and uh, the entire back catalog. And so. everyone who has been signing up for that, uh, we see you. We appreciate you. This is literally our livelihood, so it means a great deal, and uh, it allows us to continue doing this and interviewing people about uh, jungle diseases that almost killed Andrea. So, you know. Much appreciate. <laughs> it's, it's a comedy, comedy podcast. podcast.